Lakshmi Nayak sat at the desk in her student flat in London, staring at a sheet of blue, lightweight airmail paper. The page of equations was elegant and perplexing. Two things about it baffled her. The equations and the cryptic notes and marginalia were in handwriting identical to her own. So was the address on the airmail envelope, stamped and postmarked BFPO, Kabul. She'd found it that morning in her pigeonhole down at reception. Disappointed, having been expecting a packet of tea from her mother in Kerala, she'd stuck the letter in her jacket pocket and hurried to take the tube to Imperial. Only this evening had she remembered it, and turned it over, puzzled from the beginning. Nayak had never been to Kabul. She didn't know anyone who might be among British forces posted overseas. She hadn't written the equations. The second perplexity was the final line at the foot of the page. It read, V equals XC. V was velocity, C was the speed of light, and X was... A large number, a ridiculously large number from what sense she could make of the equations immediately above, but that wasn't the point. Any number greater than one implied a velocity faster than light. Nyok suspected a prank. It was like the proof that one equals two which had puzzled her for five minutes when she was seven years old. Maybe that was what it was. A reductio ad absurdum exposing a mistake hidden in some too easily accepted premise. But if so, why the brevity? Why not lay out every step, every assumption? If it was a prank, she had to admire its precision targeting. The thesis that she spent her days and evenings struggling to write concerned inflation, the rapid expansion of the early universe, space itself stretching out far faster than light could travel through it, the airmail page in front of her began with equations she'd used many times, textbook stuff. Between them and the absurdity at the end was a chain of reasoning with many links missing, their place taken by vertical rows of three dots and annotations like obviously. This wasn't just her handwriting, it was her style. This was how she scribbled notes to herself when barely able to keep up with a tumbling torrent of thought. Was it possible then that she had written this, and furthermore contrived its circuitous return in some fugue state? <laughs> Unlikely, but... Nyak sighed and stood up, stretching her back. She gazed out of the window at the evening sky. Yellow at the tower-bitten London skyline, fading through duck-egg green to pale blue with red clouds, among which Venus hung bright. Since childhood, the sight of the planet had always given her a small thrill, her mother had told her that there was a place on Venus named after the same goddess as she was, Lakshmi Plenum, it was called. Much later, she'd been amused to learn that the Union's floating cloud colony passed over it regularly. Odd to think that there were people on Venus, that someone at that very moment might be looking back. She tapped the paper on her desk. Smart Alec, she said, search back six months on document. Seconds passed as the AI scanned her eye-log records. No results found. Shit, said Nyak. She made herself a coffee, sat back down and reached for a pen and notebook. She didn't notice the sky darken. 
Now and then she gazed, unseeing, at the lights of passing airships on their descent to Heathrow. Robotically, sleepwalking, she filled hourly mugs with coffee. By the time the sky reddened again, she had filled twenty pages of the notebook and all the gaps in the proof. The dawn chorus filled the air outside as she hesitated for a moment and then wrote down the final equation. V equals XC. She clicked the pen and laid it down with a sense of finality and exhaustion. Well, that was that. Faster than light travel. And if so, she could well have written the airmailed page herself. FTL held the possibility of time travel, and the message was itself the proof that it would someday be realised. Because she would, at some time, travel back from the future and post it to herself which in turn meant that until she did that, she couldn't die. Oh, and one more thing. Nayak straightened her back again and looked out at a sky busy with airships, empty of starships. Humanity was alone in the universe. Because if it wasn't, we'd know. If faster-than-light travel was possible, and this much faster at that, as she was sure she'd just proved, interstellar commerce must be easy, easy. 